0: Those direct monthly cash payments to families with children as part of the expanded child tax credit did an incredible lot of good last year as they lifted millions of kids out of poverty. But those payments ended on December 15th, and hopes of continuing them were dashed for the time being when President Biden's Build Back Better plan was sidelined. We wanted to talk about the ramifications of those payments going away and how important it is that they get resurrected in one form or another. So we caught up with Dr. Dolores Acevedo Garcia, director of the Institute for Child, Youth, and Family Policy at Brandeis University. It's very apparent that the expanded child tax credit, the the monthly payments directly to families were incredibly effective at fighting child poverty. Can you give us some context? What do we know about how six months of that program last month really helped?
1: I was a member of the National Academy of Sciences Committee that produced a report, a roadmap to reducing child poverty. That report, which was published in 2019, has shown that expanding the child tax credit over a year would lead to a reduction in child poverty of about 40%. When the expansion was implemented, uh, it was very similar to what we had put in the report in the form of a simulation. And what we've seen in um, the months that uh, the expansion has taken place from July to December, 2021, is that the credit, expanded credit lifted three million children out of poverty and reduced poverty by 30%. So that's an amazing achievement, and we should be really proud that as a nation we were able to reduce poverty by thirty percent.
0: But that being said, for now, it the monthly payments have gone away. Uh, how devastating is this in the short term? That you know, six months is just about enough time for families to kind of get used to it at a certain level, and then to have that taken away.
1: Um, It is devastating. Uh, The tax credit um, made the amount pretty substantial for families, 3,000 for children 6 to 17 years old, uh, 3,600 for children under 6. And uh, half of the credit uh, was done in monthly payments. Uh, So families were receiving a really nice amount of cash exactly when they needed the most, when we are in the context of a pandemic, still trying to uh, have economic recovery. Uh, and uh, of course, in the last two months, we've had even more disruptions due to Omicron. The payments stopped in December uh, 2021, and the effects, effects will be and have been devastating. The data that we have show that families were using about 90% of the credit to pay for basic needs, for food, for rent. So obviously, if you take that amount away, they're going to have even more problems trying to meet basic needs. And that's also happening in the context of um, historic inflation. We just heard today that our analyzed rate of inflation uh, today, you know, this month is 7.5%, the highest it's been in 40 years. So families are struggling even more to meet basic needs. Not okay in, in any way to um, withdraw this help from families at this point. Point in time
0: and in general, I've heard discussions in Congress uh, when it comes to reinstating this program or doing something similar. There is such an incredible push to have these work requirements and and stuff like that. Why are we so hung up on this? Why are we so hung up on this? You know, for the most part, fantasy that people are just taking government money and living the high life. I I know this is uh. Uh, a fallacy that's been 40 years or so in the making in our political discourse. But, I mean, it just seems incredibly damaging when we see all the good that can be done here, but we still have people kind of tisk tisking that are in roles of power.
1: Yeah, as you said, that is a fallacy. Again, as part of this National Academies report, um, my colleagues who are economists, some of the most uh, prestigious economists in the country, they review the evidence about what we call the employment effects of the chat tax credit. Basically, the employment effects of an expansion of the child tax credit are very, very small. What that means is that people are not going to stop working or reduce their number of hours that they work in any major way because they are receiving the credit. Uh, People have a lot of things going on in their families. This is a very generous amount, but also, of course, people have uh, a lot of income that they can derive from working, from wages, So the credit, all the best evidence that we have developed by economists, our best economists in the country, say very simply that this is just not the case. The credit will not have negative employment effects. People will not reduce their work hours. It's very significant that two days ago, uh, the American Enterprise Institute, of course, a conservative-leaning institution, and the Brookings Institution released a report that is a consensus report of their working group on childhood in the U.S., in which they stated very clearly that they strongly favor, there is consensus among them, despite different disciplines, by different ideologies, despite, despite different positions about the role of government, that we must reduce poverty, and that the, one of the best vehicles that we have to reduce poverty and we should use it is an expanded child tax credit. It's remarkable that we have this consensus uh, Along, I know the ideological spectrum across the ideological spectrum, political spectrum, and that we still see these arguments being thrown out uh, irresponsibly. In my opinion,
0: and it's interesting to me because one of the things that I think makes made this so effective was it was beautiful in its simplicity there was not bureaucracy. You did not have to sit in the line at the supermarket and fill out forms and make sure that everything in your order, all the silliness we made people to do with with things like food stamps and WIC. Uh, People got cash when they needed it. They knew when it was coming. And as you said, 90% of it went to basic needs. Um, It's just amazing to me that we We had something that worked so well and was so on point and in very, very on brand American government fashion, we decided to not do it anymore.
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I I do agree with you. You know, it it was um, administered very effectively. We still have to do a better job uh, for having even more families be aware that they could uh, be eligible and uh, be in a position to uh, claim the credit. Uh, There is room for that, but it it was done beautifully in terms of how it was administered. And uh, something very important about this tax credit is that it benefits a number of people uh, across the income distribution, right? From low income to middle income, even higher income people. So it has universal appeal. Uh, There is no huge bureaucracy, as you said, Uh, people do not need to do like really cumbersome applications that really discourage some people from applying for benefits that they qualify for. Um, Because it's so universal compared to other programs, it really helps with reducing stigma about claiming the credit. Also the fact that you do it like, no kind of quietly as opposed to having to show up at an office or whatever. So there are a lot of things about how you reduce stigma, universality, not a huge bureaucracy. et cetera, uh, so appealing, and these are things that we we claim to endorse all the time, right? As a country, and uh, when it comes to opportunity that um, that we we could have a program that works like this, um, we decided not to extend it. So it, it is contradictory with, with a lot of the things that we proclaim to believe in.
0: Uh, there is still the ability when people file their taxes to take advantage of some things with the expanded tax credit, even if they're not getting the monthly payments, am I correct? And what exactly this makes it critical for, for people specifically, maybe low-income people, to make sure you file?
1: Right. So um, the the second part of the, the payment will come in the form of the, of the tax return by right? the tax credit. So people need to stay on top of that. But uh, I think also more generally, people just need to be more aware of the things that they qualify for and be proactive to uh, to apply for them and to receive them. And there are a lot of uh, community-based organizations and advocacy groups in the country that are helping people be more aware of the eligibility and go for benefits that they have the right to receive.
0: Let's look glass half full for a second and let's live in a world where the ch- the monthly payments come back in one form or another. We talked about how effective this is, but. Uh, what would you like to see to make it even better in a perfect world? If you could design this, what more would you like to see to make sure that more people get the help they need more people that are eligible are able to take advantage?
1: Uh, some of the things that are, were part of the expansion are things that we should keep and that they made a the credit better than it had been in the past. It's always been a powerful program to reduce poverty for sure. It's introduced in 1997 and we have only made it better and uh, Yeah, cover more people. So uh, we need to continue on the same path. These payments were higher, no, with expansion much higher than before. Um, Instead of 2,000 per kid, 3,000 or even 3,600 for younger children. So that's something that we should keep. We also made the credit fully refundable, which is great because that means that people can get cash, uh, more cash. And then the other thing that we did, which was tremendous, is that Uh, We eliminated the minimum income requirement. Something that was very absurd about the previous tax credit is that the lowest income families did not benefit as much from the tax credit as middle income families. And uh, to give you an example, uh, lower income families, only about 48% in the past uh, were receiving the child tax credit, where among middle income families, higher income families, 90% were receiving the credit. So that was absurd because obviously this program should help the neediest families the most. We need to keep those changes in place. Another change that that I I think that we should have is that, and again, this is uh, uh, something that we used to have. No, we used to have uh, eligibility for children that did not have social security numbers up to 2018. Um, That was eliminated in 2018. And one million children that have very high poverty rates Suffer as a result. I was surprised that the expansion didn't include them back, especially because they have been eligible until very, very recently. I think going forward, in addition to keeping all these great things that we did with the credit, we should include uh, again children without social security numbers.
0: Are you optimistic that we will see this reinstated in some form or another over the next few months? This was part of President Biden's Build Back Better that you know, kind of got kiboshed by Joe Manchin. Uh, There's talk of kind of piecemealing this with the expanded child tax credit being one of the pieces. Uh, Do you think we will see something come back?
1: Um, Of course, I don't know. I hope so. No, I'm encouraged that we have seen tremendous change in our country, right? We are talking about things like a nearly, you know, universal child tax credit and even discussions about basic income, which we have not seen in a long time in such a powerful way. And again, uh, I want to focus more on the fact that there is such consensus about some of the, uh, the, the programs that we need to expand, and especially about the need to protect children. So I, I, I hope that um, all uh, these people that are, you know, again, representing so many different ideologies and political positions can appeal uh, to their congressmen or women so that we can uh, really make a case for we as uh, Americans want this expansion. And uh, I, I hope that uh, it's going to be something that we will have in the next few months. When I get discouraged, I am reminded by my colleagues that have been long-term advocates for this type of change that um, we are in this fight for the long haul, right? So we need to keep uh, reinforcing the messages, and especially making sure that people understand the evidence. The importance of reducing poverty that will benefit all Americans, not just people in poverty. The fact that the costs of poverty are higher than the cost of these programs, by far. Uh, And the fact that some of the things that people are afraid of, such as discouraging employment by the evidence that we have, are just not gonna happen, have not happened.